Welcome. I'm Maria White, professional organizer, owner of Enough With The Stuff, and host of this podcast, Organize Your Stuff. I am thrilled you're joining me for a listen today. I will share tips on getting organized in all areas of your life, so stay tuned for simple tips or interviews with industry experts sharing their unique methods and insights for getting your home and life organized once and for all. This podcast will provide support, encouragement, and motivation along the way. I hope while you are listening, the topic will resonate and inspire you to organize your stuff. All right, welcome everyone to the next episode of Organize Your Stuff. Today I have another great interview for you, and in fact, she has so much to talk about, we may have to do two actual sessions, (laughs) so I can't wait to get started, but I want to give uh, a great introduction to Stacey, and she is the founder of Harmon Enterprises. Stacey Harmon is a productivity coach and top Evernote certified consultant and one of seven Evernote regional leaders who specializes in helping disorganized and unproductive people get their lives in order with Evernote. Through her digital guides and training programs, she shows busy people how to take back control of their digital lives to get them the freedom, space, and time they crave. And thanks to her Evernote-based GTD practice, she enjoys a paperless laptop lifestyle, which often takes her far beyond her home base in Austin, Texas. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you, Maria. I love being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I know we spoke uh, a couple weeks ago and just uh, I was blown away by all the information I think we're going to cover. And I think we definitely have to have two episodes here because you really will be talking about two different topics, but you also blend the two topics together in a lot of what you do to help people get their acts together, to get organized and be more productive in their lives with, I guess, the paper and in general, just tracking life, right? Yes. So I'm excited to, to jump in. And if people aren't familiar with the GTD, I want you to just kind of give us the overview of what that is for people who may not be familiar, and then we'll start jumping into what that entails. Sure. Well, uh, GTD is short for Getting Things Done, which is a book by a productivity guru, kind of the father of productivity philosophies, a guy named David Allen. And he wrote a book called Getting Things Done, The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. And he wrote it uh, early early in the decade and then um, released a 2015 edition uh, that kind of updates it and clarifies that what he's teaching is a personal productivity methodology uh, that can be applied in a variety of tools and uh, with tools, a variety of tools, tactics, and ways. Uh, A key component of his teaching is that you must have a trusted system outside your brain in order to manage everything uh, that's coming at us, which as we all know is ample. And uh, he also is all about the fact that uh, we want to let our brain be used for its highest and best use, which is not actually remembering things. We're terrible at remembering things and uh, we get worse at it as we age. So (laughs) it's a better idea in his mind to be able to offload what's on our brain and not have to use it to remember things because you know the really important things as well as the mundane things from a scientific perspective take up the same amount of mental energy to remember so if we create a system where we know we can find that and we're constantly um, engaging with that system and reviewing what's happening then we can evaluate what's important to us at this moment and what i have found from my when i read the book 
I had light bulbs going off. I thought, I mean, I'm a naturally organized person, but I read the book at a time when I was transitioning from being an employee to being self-employed. And I was in a little bit of chaos. Okay. I was in a little bit of chaos. Um, and I read his book and said, ding, ding, ding. This is what I was doing. I was doing these things when I was employed. And now I need to figure out a way to implement this in a, in a method and in a system that will support uh, my new goals, which were around being self-employed and building my own business. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you were able to take kind of a foundation of what you already knew, but put it into more of a system. And uh, so I know Evernote was a big part of that. But before we go into Evernote, because that may have to be a whole nother episode, I, <laughs> and I know you're combining the two, but let's dive more into the getting things done and what sure. really how people can apply, you know, the philosophy or this or or system. I don't even know if that's the right word. Yeah, it's really a methodology. Yeah. So he has, the book is um, constructed around, first of all, let me just clarify that his system, the book, which I advocate everybody read. Um, there are nuggets of insight that can transform your productivity, whether or not you're going to be a GTD or as we, you know, a GTD practitioner. Uh, I'll give you some simple ones. So, um, well, first of all, the basis of the book is your mind is for having ideas, not for holding them. So we discussed that. And then the other, he's also the one who discussed first this two minute rule. Have you ever heard of the two minute rule? Many people report that this alone will transform their lives, which is when you're reviewing what's at you, say an email or a, a task that's in front of you, if you deem it to just take two minutes or less, he says, just do it and get it off your plate. <laughs> okay. And um, that alone is a big relief for a lot of people. It's a very easy construct to just kind of decide, are we going to, if I, you know, should I engage with this or not? So um, that has... I found really helpful. And if that's all you take away from GTD, that alone can be a great tip that will really uh, work for you. Yeah, um, but the book is really, yeah, the book is really constructed around um, this philosophy he has around the five steps of mastering workflow. And uh, it's comprehensive in its nature in that he doesn't differentiate between <clears throat> you know, personal and business items. It's really a life management productivity system. And what he says is the human brain goes through this process. And when we're in our most natural state, we go through these five steps of mastering workflow. Uh, and he discusses what those are and what the methodology is for coping with each of those five steps. And then the key is, <clears throat> which is where Evernote comes into it for me, and we can discuss that in, in another way if you'd like. Um, but you have to have a tool with which to support the system that he is discussing. So he's got the methodology. He doesn't advocate any particular tool. You can pick whatever tool you want. I have a strong opinion that Evernote's the best tool. And I'm happy to you know, share with you my reasons why. But you can build this trusted system in any tool in order to go through these five phases of mastering workflow. And by the way, I'd just like to also point out that some people pick one tool, like I do. Evernote is my all-encompassing GTD tool. Other people will put together a suite of tools in which to manage these five steps of the process. Neither are right or wrong. They're both... Uh, opportunities for people based on what your comfort level is and what your needs are. But what they have in common is these five steps. Yeah. And, and the trick of any tool is to actually use it consistently or, you know, it's not a magic pill to use a tool. 
right? It's well, it's just that. It's just a tool, yeah. right? <laughs> using it consistently, it's not going to help you regardless of how awesome that tool is. And uh, I, I think uh, I fell into that with Evernote and became quickly overwhelmed by Evernote. So we'll definitely dive into that in another talk. But before we get off track and into tools, I want to just, yeah, let's jump into the five, you know, uh, parts of the, the getting things done. I would love to sure. get that all covered. Okay, so he has he lays out in the book, and basically he takes many chapters. The bulk of the book is to go through these um, five steps, and those steps are capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. Okay. So we can start with capture, which is actually uh, one of the most challenging ones for us, particularly in a modern environment where we have multiple things coming at us from a zillion channels. I mean, you talk probably all the time about the physical stuff in our space. Um, that's one aspect of it. And now we're in a digital world. And that didn't go away, by the way. None of that went away. No. <laughs> we just added a whole bunch of digital stuff to it on top of it. And as David teaches, the goal is to gather 100%, 100% of those things that are, he calls them incompletes in our life. Okay. So what are those incompletes or things that you want to retain? Um, and you want to capture a hundred percent of those. Okay. And he talks about centralizing those in, in trays. And this is a quote directly from him. He says, you should have as many in trays as you need and as few as you can get by with. You need this function to be available to you in every context, since things you'll want to capture may show up almost anywhere. Okay, so I think this is a really key point for a modern world because <clears throat> we're familiar and oriented to the fact that we have physical stuff around us. And a best practice right away, given this GTD capture mentality, is to have a physical inbox at your home uh, or in your office if you're, if you're split in your time. Um, and that would be two locations where you can physically capture things. Yeah. Uh, people really can get onto that pretty easily. And that alone can transform things instead of being fragmented. You've got everything coming into Definitely. an inbox. Especially when you have kids and you've got to yeah. track all the school stuff. That is almost a need of two inboxes in the sense of a physical inbox, but also digital because so many schools have gone digital even before the whole you know, pandemic thing, every, a lot of it was going digital and it was very hard to track that as well. When you have more than one kid, it's like you're getting inundated by all that digital. So you're yes. setting up the folders and the inbox to have everything go there. I agree. So I, I think that's, that's a great first step. Capture it so that you know, know where to find it. And then yeah. The next steps and to your point, exactly. I mean, you said it exactly right. We have to have a physical location where we're capturing and centralizing, and we also cannot ignore that digital. Yeah. And the reality is people grossly underestimate the amount of digital inboxes they have. Um, email is an obvious inbox, but some people have multiple email addresses. So then you have multiple digital accounts. You're observing things you want to retain in your brain yeah. all the time when you're surfing the web. Yeah. So you're bookmarking. Right. Mm -hmm. People are getting inbox messages in Facebook Messenger. They are picking up receipts when they're out in the field. They're sketching on whiteboards when they're um, in a meeting. You know, they're uh, running and they get an idea and they're talking to Siri on their, their watch. You know, there's yeah. all of these places everywhere that are really cons in all in David's truest definition are an inbox, yeah, right? Yeah. And then our goal, if we're going to succeed in capturing 100% of these 
ideas and things and incompletes is to get them down to as few as possible. And that's one of the reasons I love Evernote is because it enables me to be down to two, just what you said, two inboxes, a physical one right here at my desk. And uh, Evernote's really the ultimate inbox because of the, uh, the flexibility they have in capturing anything digital. Yeah. And I, and something you were just saying just sort of triggered in terms of the whole, um, you know, we have things scattered in so many different places. And so recently I borrowed my son's <laughs> rocket book. I love notebooks and I take a lot of classes and webinars and I have to write the notes. That's what helps me retain the information. Um, so I have a gazillion notepads and notebooks. I'm just so tired of having all of those, but I don't, you know, I want the information and, you know, that's, that's my issue, but <laughs> I know I'll probably never go back and look at a lot of it, but, uh, the rocket book is amazing. It's like a reusable notebook. You, you snap a picture with the app and it, you can upload it into your system. Yeah. See, mine's right here next to me too. And, uh, and I love, it's like changed my world. I feel like, oh my God, I don't have to worry about first of all, like buying new notebooks and being wasteful and, you know, it's green, but it's just really cool that I could just keep reusing it. I have the notes, but I can take a picture. It goes into my folder online, onto my Dropbox and it's there. And so it's not taking up physical space, but I know the information is there and I may or may not look at it again, but that's okay. Cause you know, digital and it's organized in a file. It's fine. I, I know where it is if I need it. And well, I'm with you. I think that's a best practice that you're hinting at right there, which is back to like, I'm down to two inboxes. I have my physical inbox and I have a digital inbox. Part of my weekly ritual is that I'm scanning and digitizing everything that is in my physical inbox. And that includes my, that includes my rocket book, which I'm a massive fan of rocket book. I love rocket books also. Uh, and the, for me, the difference, and one of the things about Rocketbooks is it's so flexible. You're digitizing and scanning it to Dropbox. For me, I send it directly to Evernote. Right. And the advantage for me in doing that is like, this is the, this is the unsung hero of Evernote, which is Evernote search is really yeah. this very bleeding yeah. edge technology. So it'll, it'll index my handwriting. And if I do a find, for if I do a search for something that I hand wrote in my rocket book, uh, I I'm finding it within my Evernote account. So it's an important and handwritten notes. Amazing. I'm with you. Like I'm not, I'm not against paper in the least. Mm -hmm. I actually prefer to live a file free environment, not a paper free environment, paperless environment, but a file free environment. And I'm down to one very small uh, filing cabinet that holds things that I really can't digitize or part with. Like, right. Uh, art from when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> which I can't. Records too. There's a lot of vital records that just cannot be. Mm -hmm. And my passport exactly. and, you know, things like that. So, um, but I have been able to reduce it as a result of digitizing yeah. and centralizing. And yet all of this back to David's formula and workflow is all captured. That's the key right. element. And the other element to this is um, a lot of research is showing that people spend 20% of their week searching for things. Yes, yes. <laughs> and like, how much more efficient would you become if you could cat reclaim that time? Right. And by minimizing the inboxes, which again, this isn't a stat that David talks about, but he really said it in that quote in that you want to minimize those so that you can um, really reduce the amount of places that you need to look for things. So you really want to do yeah. pick a tool if you're going to be in alignment with that, that's got, got strong search capabilities to allow you to retrieve. Because we all want to find. We don't want to search. We want to find. Right. <laughs> I'm going to make it quick and easy. And I know that's Evernote's strength. And, and like you kind of 
mention it is that you can search uh, even handwritten words, which is amazing. And I, I know that. And we'll get into Evernote eventually, but <laughs> I know there's so much to talk about it. So, but let's go on. Let's continue. Sure. So we have the okay. capture. So we have capture. So let's just assume you've done that. You've captured everything that's off your mind and you have a system that you can offload any thoughts or ideas. You know, he tells you not to you shouldn't have to think about things twice unless you want to. So that's another line of his that I love. Um, the next phase is clarify. And I'm going to actually discuss clarify and organize together. Uh, so clarify is number two and organize is number three. So we've captured everything into this inbox, but it's going to become a dumping ground, a digital dumping ground if we don't actually process it. Okay. And so in David's world, he has a uh, workflow processing and organizing map. Uh, I'll, I, I'll provide you a link that includes that map, Maria, so that people can kind of see it. But really, it's a construct for how to take that information. Your inbox is not a place to hold things. It's an indicator of things that need to be processed and clarified and organized. Okay. And so clarifying and organizing come together to be processed. And really, the practice for in David's mind and teachings is to go through individually, very KonMari. It's kind of like you touch everything yeah. and decide, decide what is it. Mm -hmm. um, and then in, in the GTD methodology, you look at it and you say, is it actionable? And then from there, you're taking different actions. If the answer is no, you're going to do one of three things. You're either going to throw it in the trash and not keep it, you're going to put it in reference. Uh, maybe it's just something you want to hold on to and you're going to file it uh, or you're going to incubate it um, for a possible something you might want to take action on in the future. You know, maybe it's a project, you know, it's a great idea. It's just not feasible for you to take care of it even this year. Maybe you're going to take it like maybe you have travel plans. That would be a good example right now. It's like, like, okay, I'm going to Aruba. It's not happening in 2020, yeah. right? So I'm going to hold yeah. on to this for the, for the future, that kind yeah. of a thing. So that's the no. Um, so this action orientation is really important because a big part of his philosophy is focusing on what is the very next action, the single step that I can take to move that forward. So if the, or move that idea or that, and moving forward to my desired goal. So the answer might be yes, that if it's actionable. And if so, then he takes you through another part of the workflow map, which is identifying what is the next action. So this is the very physical next action it takes in order to get something done. And he uses the example often, and I'm just parroting, probably not as eloquently as he does, but the example of people often have on their list, I need to tune up my car, okay? Or I need to change my, get my tires changed. Right. Well, that's actually not a next action. What is it you would do exactly to make that happen? Yeah. Yeah. And so he encourages us and coaches in the book to go through the, the 15 seconds of thought work that require us to identify what is the very next thing that we need to do. And the thought process often goes like this. It's like, oh, well, you know, Maria told me about this mechanic that's just down the street that she really likes. So um, what I really need to do is get in touch with Maria. Okay, well, um, get in touch with Maria. How am I going to do that? I need to call her uh, and text her. I'm going to text Maria. I don't have Maria's number, but, um, you know, Jane has her number. So I'm going to go and get Maria's number from Jane. Right. Uh, so that actually is my next action, get Maria's number from Jane. And that is something that I can take action on and do. And you can see how that's very different than get tires for the car. Right. Okay. <laughs> so Yeah, there's a lot of those little mini tasks that lead up to the actual <laughs> tasks that people don't think about because that takes time too. 
So well, it, it not only takes time, but I actually don't think it's the time that people resist. I think it's the effort and energy it takes to do that. Mm -hmm. The issue is though, the second you do it, it unlocks the path right. for the way to go. So a lot of the times in my programs, like I, I have a program where we show you how to do GTD in Evernote, mm -hmm. um, if that's your chosen tool. And a lot of times we're talking about creating the focus and the, uh, exercise of breaking down what those projects are into what their very next action is. It's really just a skill and you start to become yeah. much more fluent in it with practice. So um, he raised out the methodology in the book and then it's a practice, 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 but the result is the tagline of his book, which is stress-free productivity, yeah. <clears throat> which, you know, I think we all want. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I think a lot of times people spend so much time spinning their wheels because they haven't thought through what are the steps like, it's great to have that goal, but the goal will never get accomplished if you don't break down the steps to get to the goal. Right? Well, and the other problem to that is then you start to hold it in your head and you start yes. to ruminate around it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that, oh my God, that takes up so much energy to just constantly have everything floating <laughs> around your head. I, I'm a big believer, write it down, write it down, write it down, you know, or Evernote or whatever your method is, but you got to get it out of your head because you can be holding like 50 different things in your head that you have to do, but oh, how many of those are you going to forget? That's right. <laughs> and then all this stuff starts slipping through the cracks and yeah, that, that's definitely a recipe. And I think people that. underestimate how energetically exhausting that is, where if you just stopped and took those, we just went through that process of the time thing in 15 yeah. seconds yeah. right <laughs> um and like applying that to your life as a habit is highly effective so right. i really think david allen has nailed it with that and that's the point of the um clarify and organize so we're clarifying what it is well it's actually a project to get tires put on my car mm -hmm. and then i'm going to organize that in terms of extracting the next action deciding if it's a project i'm going to put it in a place that right. uh, is meaningful and that i can retrieve it at the right time for me so um in right. his terms he just he helps you know his workflow processing map helps you to understand and identify the next actions, the relationships to if it's a project or not. His definition of project is very different than the typical definition of project. His definition of a project is if it has more than one next action. So that can okay. mean you've got a lot of projects that you might not think are projects because yeah. uh, they have more than one step. And then once you identify what the next action is, you're going to organize it based on context. And that context is related to um, the decision of if you're going to do it, which if it's under less than two minutes, mm -hmm. uh, we started with that. You're just going to yeah. do it. You're going to delegate it. A lot of people work with other people or they're keeping track of tasks for their children or their spouse, um, or you're going to defer it to a later time. Um, and maybe that goes on your calendar. Maybe you're waiting for somebody to get back to you, uh, or maybe it's in his term, uh, he's big on next action lists yeah. that are organized by context. So uh, the easy uh, reminder there is that um, you know, I can't do something at my computer when I'm out driving around, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't have all those tasks that require a computer uh, on my radar when I'm driving around and uh, running errands, for example. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, um, it's more I have to sort through. It's the wrong context for what it is. And there's a lot of contexts that people uh, can get behind and organize their information around that are kind of enlightening, which is 
uh, especially in our new kind of work environment, mm -hmm. uh, a really important context is your energy level. Yeah, sure. So organizing your tasks in terms of like taking deep thought or time that it'll take, mm -hmm. um, these are kind of some hidden contexts that when we organize our next actions that way can have a lot of benefit. Yeah, and, and even adding one more thing after the defer, you know, is delete. Uh, sometimes people hold these thoughts in their head of things that they want to do, um, you know, that just really need to go, right? How long are you going to yeah. hold on to this idea, project, you know, this dream <laughs> of something? Oh, it's the, I got to, to tell you, it's the perfect segue into the fourth step, actually. Okay. So the fourth step is reflect. Okay. So if we've got all this stuff and say you clarify and organized it and suddenly you have this project list that's so massive, right. uh, a key part of his strategy is to review your entire system uh, on a regular reoccurring basis. And he calls this the weekly review. So it's a key part of the strategy. It's a key part of um, making it all work and having it all, which is the title of one of his complimentary books to GTD. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the glue that kind of holds the practice together. And the truth is that most of us resist it. We spend a lot, I actually host a guided weekly review as part of the community for my, um, my GTD uh, Everdone people. Mm -hmm. um, because it requires focus and accountability, yep. uh, yet nobody ever regrets doing it. It always provides a lot of um, reevaluation of if the current context that we're in is still relevant to what we have on our list. And in that case, during that reflection stage, you're absolutely right. If something is off the list, you should delete it. Or I, yeah. I often talk about promoting or demoting things that are on our list mm -hmm. based on what the, what the current context of our life is. Yeah. And you bring up, you know, the weekly check-in review just goes back to what we said at the very beginning is that you have to actually use the, the system, right? Yes. Tool or whatever it is, otherwise it's just going to fail. So if you don't use that piece of it, the reviewing, reflecting, it's just going to get tossed to the wayside, right? You're just, you're going to end up not using the whole system because you're adding to it. You're adding to it. You're not really checking in to see what's relevant, what's important and what needs to be, you know, delegated, deleted and all that. So yeah, I mean, that's a really key part of it that you're right. Probably a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm keeping track each week. I'm doing, I'm adding to it, but they're not really, you know, assessing and reviewing well, what I've learned over the years of, of doing this and working with people who are trying to embrace GTD is um, that our context, I mean, David's really nailed it. It's very contextual. And what's happened in the pace of our world over, over our lifetime, we've all seen the pace speed up. Um, the context just changes so quickly. So I'll give a, a tactic that is working really well for myself and members of my community is we, uh, people don't. I actually have a, a working theory that people do not have a weekly review problem. They're not resisting doing the weekly review. The issue is that they're not doing steps two and three, clarify and organize on a regular basis. So they're not processing mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So they're capturing, they get up behind the capture bandwagon. They're like, okay, I can capture all of this, yeah. but they resist the work to think about it on a regular basis. So what happens is during the review, they're spending two to four hours catching up. And that doesn't allow them the time to, um, he, he defines three steps, get clear, get current, and get creative mm -hmm. as part of your weekly review. And the get clear part can, should be done as a daily habit. Uh, I, I often 
work in uh, Pomodoros, uh, which is a time blocking technique by a guy named Francesco Cirillo. Very, very effective. I have a, a free training on it that you can share with your audience if you'd like uh, that works uh, in a 25 minute increment of focused effort around one thing. And I advocate that if you work one Pomodoro a day in processing and see how that changes everything, it may not be enough to get through all of it. It often is not for me, but it lets me get a handle Mm-hmm. on new things and those old things in the current context of today. And as okay. we started with this discussion, the context of today is changing yeah. quickly. Yeah. So you're using the Pomodoro part of your day to review what's captured to kind of organize and figure out, okay, what do I need to focus on today? Is that what you're saying? Yes. I do what I call inbox processing, which okay. for me represents the clarify and organize phase of mm-hmm. his five steps of mastering workflow. One Pomodoro a day, okay. every day is my goal. Oh, that's perfect. So that really, I think, is a key piece of the whole concept yes. of getting things done, right? Is to, yeah. yeah, like you said, yeah, let's throw it all in there. We've got it captured, but then what? Now what? How, how do we get productive with all of that information? So just doing that 20 minutes a day to just well, look at what I have that I have captured. Let's, let's get it organized and figure out what, what are my priorities for today, this week, this month, right? So Yeah, and it also helps me to filter out all that just reference stuff that I collect because I'm like yeah. you, I'm like an information junkie yeah. and um, you collect it all in the same spot. So being able to just get that 30% of stuff right. out of the way um, has a really meaningful uh, impact as well. Yeah, if you feel productive, you're already like kind of pushing it away, like putting it into whatever folder you have and then you're like, okay, now it's cleared it up. It feels lighter. It feels easier for me. That's, that's my uh, feeling of when I'm physically organized, like, oh, I can breathe. So, you know, even when you have that in like your Evernote and the folders and the, they don't call it folders, they call them notebooks, but, um, you know, to just capture it in, and move it over <laughs> and like, here's what I need to look at today. It just feels so much better to have less in front of you to deal with. Right. Yeah, for it's sure. Sorting. So, well, and then it sets you up for the fifth phase which is to engage and it's that's to simply do. <laughs> okay. So you, if you go through this process of capture, clarify, organize, and reflect, you're, you're teed up to get things done and simply do them. So you do them in the, uh, you go to the part of your system that reflects where your current context is and what your current priorities are. And you just take care of them and you've set everything up in order to do, to do that. And yeah. so um, you can, people can, I just want, also want to mention that I'm, I actually don't officially have an affiliation with David's company. Um, they have great training companies and all of, yeah. uh, you know, all of those kinds of efforts. But if you go to davidco.com, you can find examples of the workflow map that I'm discussing. And obviously his book is the, <laughs> the place to start. Yeah. yeah this, okay. This is a really, really good overview of that whole system. So I definitely encourage people to check out the book, but also to go to your website. And I am going to have a lot of links from you about that. You have a whole book club on the book that I saw I do. on your website and that's totally free, right? Yeah. I, yeah. what I did, it's, uh, if awesome. you want to read the book alongside me, I recorded a video per chapter of yeah. the book. So you can just grab a copy of the book and then uh, go through it with me. And what I do is review the concepts that he presented in that chapter. And then I actually talk about how and why I feel Evernote is such a great support in that because this is the next thing. And uh, Evernote may not be their chosen tool, but once you embrace the philosophy, which is what we discussed here, um, you have to pick a tool or a suite of tools to support that. 
And there's, um, and I have a lot of reasons why I feel Evernote is one of them and the book club will, uh, Evernote's the best solution and the book club will will help you to, um, to understand my perspective in that. And even if you don't embrace Evernote, then you have me kind of guiding you through the book. Yeah, because uh, I was a little surprised. I thought, okay, what is this book club? And, And then I clicked on it and there were like 15 chapters or, or little videos and not short little five minute recap videos. They're all in, you're discussing for 40 minutes, 45 uh, about each chapter. So I think that's awesome and you, it's free. So if anyone's interested, you know, check it out. I will have links in the show notes of this episode. And um, you also had um, something else on your website we're offering. <laughs> I think, well, the book club is the best way to go. And then I also yeah. have an article that I can uh, provide you that if yeah. you're looking for the right tool, I have a, a, a lengthy free article that explains why Evernote's the right mm-hmm. app for GTD. And it will help you to identify what those parts and pieces are that I think you should uh, consider when choosing a GTD app. So I'll be sure to provide yes. you the link to that. Yes. And you have a, a free um guidebook on just kind of getting started with Evernote too. So that's also on your website. Yeah, I have an aha guide. So one of the things I've learned over the years of working with people on Evernote are that they're it's a very diverse platform that has a lot of use cases and people get into it for different reasons. Um, but there's a common theme of about six different tipping point moments where people went, Oh, I get Evernote now. And so I talk about what those six things are. I call it my aha guide. And I give you a little coaching in the PDF on how to uh, check those things out and add them and work with them in your own account. And that's, that's free as well. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to have our follow-up call about Evernote. So Listeners just need to hang on and look for the next episode because we will jump in and dive in because I myself have tried Evernote a few times and I have given up. <laughs> I, I just kind of felt overwhelmed by how massively powerful it is. And I get that. I get that it's super duper cool and powerful and has a lot of bells and whistles and features and abilities. And I got really overwhelmed by that and couldn't quite figure out how to make it work for me. So I personally am looking forward to our next discussion to really jump into Evernote and and get a a better handle or understanding of its power. (laughs) So I look forward to talking to you again soon. So thanks so much for jumping on the call today and uh, being here, showing up for us and explaining the GTD system. I love it. And um, yeah, thanks again for showing up. My pleasure, Maria. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. After listening to this podcast today, I hope you have some useful takeaways and feel super motivated to get organized, but maybe you're at a loss with how to start or where to go next in your organizing journey. Wouldn't it be amazing to have me right there to guide you through the process when you're losing motivation or feeling stuck with what to do next? I may not live near you, so through the wonders of our modern technology, I can be right by your side. Virtually, of course. You heard me. I offer virtual organizing. Reach out to me through my website linked below and we could schedule your first session today. Also, don't forget to reach out to me on social media with comments about an episode or a topic you would like covered in a future podcast. Links are below in the show notes. Go get your organizing on.